There are so many ways to save at your friendly neighborhood Safeway. And now save even more with over 5,000 lower prices on the things you buy most. Save big on bananas. Right now they're just 49 cents a pound. 32 packs of refreshed water, 16.9 ounce bottles are only $2.99 plus CRV. And selected varieties of 30 pack Coors, Budweiser, Miller or Tecate 12 ounce cans are just $18.99 plus CRV with your club card. Safeway, come in and explore. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hey, Richie. How are you? Very well, mate. Today we're going to get into the newsroom. Uh, we will be going local with Chris Bryan from, well, former AFL, former NFL and current former, local footy superstar. Former blue bagger. So that'll be fantastic. We will then get over and continue our top 10 countdown, and we'll be looking at defensive linemen. Now, James, I'll be honest, I struggled with that a bit this week. I didn't. Um, I struggled. A, there's a lot get, of good ones. Yes, I, you mean you struggled ones. getting t- only 10? Yep. And there then are so many good D linemen. Every time I looked at the order, I'm like, oh, Jay's going to destroy me for that, and I'd move a few around. It took me a while to and get And it was mine still right. no good. So. The difference is you shouldn't worry what I think. That's all. I don't care what you think. It's, <laughs> some call it lack of respect. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> now, on a completely different note, we turned 50 today. Do you think we Chris did. came into the office? No, and he obviously nah. didn't listen last week. Took the day off. Where's our cake? He was going to have a cake with 50 yep. candles in it. I was going to blow out 25. You're going to blow out 25. And didn't meet happen. in the middle somewhere, maybe a kiss. Who knows? I don't know what happens when candles are blown out. Things get weird. He's clearly not listening because I ragged on him last week and he said nothing when I was talking to him today. I feel like he's forgotten about us. Yeah. I think where he's, you know, where he's meal ticket now, and he knows that, <laughs> and we're not going anywhere, and that's the bottom line. But you know what? He's all about the NBA now, so who cares? Not NFL season anymore. Nah, we're doing an NBA draft now. Apparently yeah, it was, that today, was today. Ben Simmons went number one. Aussie number one. Two Aussies in the top ten. Speaking of that, Thon Maker. We did get a Twitter question today about when we'll see an Aussie taken number one, or in the first round of an NFL draft. And then first, what? my money for first is I won't see it. Never. Unless Never. there's some Australian quarterback that goes over yeah. there. It's the only chance for C- mine. Because not only really quarterbacks get taken or a DN. I don't know. Like, God just went in the second round. Give give the Aussies a chance. They've been playing it for, what, 20 years? Yeah. Gr- Gridon Victoria's been around for 30. 30. So that's a, I'd say that's the longest league. So I reckon it'd have to be uh, maybe someone who moved there when they were 10 or 11 and we claim well, them. Well, let's be honest. That's what Ben Simmons is. He's got an American accent. He moved from here when he was 12 or something like that. No, I wouldn't know. It's he sounds... wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, he sounds as American as anyone else. Like, his father was American. Um, his mum's obviously Australian. But you know what? We'll claim him. Two, we at Melbourne and now have the most number one picks in the NBA history with three. Do you know who they all are? Bogut's one of them. Yep, Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. Kyrie Irving, apparently, who doesn't even play for Australia. He is... Technically born in Australia, born well, in Melbourne. He was born here when his dad was coaching here. But yeah, so that's once three, he said three he Melbourne play for us players. in the Olympics, I was out. So yeah, no, nah, who cares? He can take his championship and get stuffed. <laughs> Newsroom. Fucked <laughs> it up again. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. I swear I'll get the hang of this one day. Otherwise, I'll just, I'll just keep mucking up the drops. I don't know if you will. All right, where do you want to start? DeMarco Murray, happy to be running downhill again. 
I think he's going to declare himself for a big year this year. Yeah, Titan land. What, what are you? That's I put this on because I wanted to know what you thought. Now he had obviously two years ago he was amazing for the Cowboys, defensive player season. of the year. He fell apart last year. Look, a lot of it was probably due to the amount of carries he had. Plus, I don't think he suited the Eagles system, or did they use him correctly? What, what do you think coming into? The, I think he's a thousand yard back this season, personally. I would think. I so. I think with Tennessee's Titans revamped O line. I, I honestly think he can, yeah, he can get a thousand yards sharing time with with Henry. I think they'll be a pretty good running team. It wouldn't be a massive surprise to me. I don't think the AFC South is, you know, turned defensively. The at all. They're certainly not very good. JJ, well, the Houston no, it's are okay. Houston, and that's it. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest. I haven't looked at their schedule. I haven't deep dived into the Tennessee lineup yet. No, but I, I would say if I'd be if he was around the thousand yard mark, give or take a hundred yards, I'd I'd say that's pretty pretty on. fair. Yeah. All purpose? Or you think he's just do that rushing? Well, he's such a good. I think that's just rushing. I think he'll have a thousand yards, give or take. Rushing. Thousand yard rushing. He'll probably get another three hundred. I think. Yeah, that's about a hell of a thirteen hundred, four hundred yards. Eight touchdowns. Depends. I think Henry will be the the touchdown man. They'll use. He's a lot bigger. Yeah. But who knows? I, I just I think he's going to have a good year. That's why I put it on there. He seems to be a lot happier in a in a more pro style system, which is where what he played in at the Cowboys. So good luck to him. We know we know I'm a fan of Demarco Murray. Yeah, I like seeing good players play well. Matt Ryan's using a mirror to improve his footwork. What he should be doing is using a mirror at about week eight to reflect back the first week and continue winning. Kids are stupid. Uh, I put it on because it's a real slow week for news, mate. <laughs> it's real slow. It is weak. It's pretty bad, but I thought it was funny. Can you imagine him sitting in on the field with mirrors all aimed at him? Like a loser. He looked like such a tool. Why does he just use video like everyone else? Because uh, he wants to see it straight away. I don't know. Apparently, Mirror gives an, an instant reflection, Rich. I'm not sure if you know. I don't look in a mirror often. They tend to break. I was going to say for good reason. <laughs> yeah, let's just move on. You, how do you reckon they're going to go? It's really quick. A couple of minutes, Atlanta. Are they going to fall apart again, or can you reckon they could hold it together for an entire season? No, I think Dan Quinn will get them going. I think they'll be. I think they'll be around the same, but they'll be a bit more consistent. They won't win a lot up front and then lose a lot at the back. They'll do it more consistently. Maybe nine, ten wins. They got some good pieces. They should be better than they are. They've added some good, some good, good pieces too. And I think Dan Quinn's a good coach. Moving on to Denver, the Von Miller contract talks uh, are halted, but the story continues. This deal has to be done by the 15th of July, or he will have to play under that um, franchise tag worth about... which is so much money. It's just ridiculous. Like You think about it in the scheme of things. Yeah, for him, he's worth more in the scheme of the NFL, but I just, it's looking less and less likely that it's going to get done. Now, surely... He's not going to hold out. There has been five players in the history of the NFL that have held out on the franchise tag, two of them for the entire season. So and I think the franchise tag's only been around since about late 70s. So uh, I can't see him. He, uh, he, he might has skip to camp. But he might play. skip camp, but I think they'll get a deal done. And, well, if they don't get it done by July 15th, he has to either play under the tag or he doesn't play at all. There is two options. He can't get re-signed until... Next off season, in that case, you know Denver are just going to franchise tag him again because what you pay him eighteen million, he's still worth that. It's still cheap, really. So yeah. interesting to see how it plays out. If they can get a, if honestly Denver are in the are in the seat now, they they're in the best position. They just say, look, this is our offer. Either you sign it or you don't play this season. You don't get paid. You ruin your free agency because we're going to just tag you again no matter what. Yep. 
Or I don't even think they have to tag him again because you have to play a certain allotted amount of games for the franchise tag. Sorry, you can be injured, but if you hold out and not turn up, it doesn't actually count as a season. So then you have to play under the franchise tag again. So he has to get a deal done. Or he plays under the franchise tag. There is options. Now, he can just turn up and play like crap on purpose, but... Is that going to help him in free agency? No, and he's not. T- I don't think. And can he's a guy do that. can a guy just turn that off and go? I'm just not going to be an elite player today. I don't know if he can. You get hurt. What's the point? So it'd be very interesting to see what happens. That's why I've got it on there. I just think. Do you think it'll get done? Yes, I think. I think you got to remember this isn't Von Miller doing this. No, now he's tweeting about it. Whoever his agent is, he wants to get it done because he wants his commission. They all want their cut of the pie. This is the thing. There's going to be 50 blokes there trying to get this done for him. It will get done. It'll get done. I know we tried to predict it last week. Uh, this deal is going to be massive. 140 million. Six years, 140 million, 70 guaranteed. 80, 70, 80 guaranteed. 70, somewhere between 70 God, and 80. It's, it's going to be massive. Be a big, big it's going to blow every other contract. Look, look at... Um, Fletcher Fletcher Cox, not Fletcher Cox as you like to call him. Yeah, I mic that up last week. Fletcher Cox, you know, it's going to be bigger than that, much bigger. So as it should be, because he's better than him. He's a better player. Yeah. Well, let's let's see what happens. Last thing before we get out of the newsroom, Chris Wessling of uh, around the NFL from the NFL.com website has put out his top non-quarterbacks players list. Yeah, top top ten, which is I just thought it was a really interesting article because when you take the quarterbacks. You know, you take them off the roster. It's really any position can be valuable, but the quarterback, obviously, and someone who's played a lot, is very valuable to the game. Um, this is how how he basically had. It. I'll start from ten and I'll count down. He had number ten, Patrick Peterson, the cornerback from Arizona. Number nine, Khalil Mack, the end from Oakland. Number eight, Odell Beckham, wide receiver. He loves Odell too. Yeah, I'm surprised he, he had him that. Him. Surprised him that high. Um, low, the New York sorry. Giants. He has number seven, Julio Jones, wide receiver from the Atlanta Falcons. Number six, Antonio Brown, wide receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Interesting. So that's the top. The top fast five. No, that's ten. That's, that, def- sorry, that's the bottom five there of that top go. ten. The top five. Four of them are defensive players. So you've got Luke Kuechly, the linebacker from Carolina. Von Miller, linebacker, Denver Broncos. Aaron Donald, defensive tackle, LA Rams. Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. Hey, now you got one. <laughs> tight end, New England Patriots. And JJ Watt, the Dan from Houston. So obviously he, he... I just thought it was interesting for someone to look at from that perspective. I wouldn't have Odell Beckham on it, and I probably wouldn't have Julio Jones on but, it. But that's personal for you. You don't like Julio Jones. I like Julio Jones. Uh, sorry, I just um, don't... Odell I don't, Beckham, I, I, no, I don't, don't like, like Odell Beckham. You don't like him at all as a and person. I, I don't think he's a top 10 player... Out. He is really good. From non-quarterbacks, he's not a top 10. He's elite. There are so Oh, yeah, he is. He is. But he's probably my fifth-ranked wide receiver. So what, what what I'm seeing from this is that Chris Wessling really rates wide receivers outside of it. Um, Gronkowski, he's got spot on. I probably would have Gronkowski at one, not two. I think he's that important to that team. When it comes to positions... No one dominates their position more than Gronkowski, than Gronkowski. including quarterbacks. He's so Agreed. dominant. He's so far ahead of the guy who's in second. Yep. Whereas JJ, what as good as he is, yep. There's some good players. Aaron, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald who's, who's, who's third, right is him. really good. Khalil Mack. There's a he's lot of really good. good tight ends like Gronk. Just like I said, he's probably going to be the best ever. If he keeps on this track, he will be the best ever statistically 
by country mile. So it's going to be really interesting to say. I just thought it was a good article. I, you know, everyone go on, have a read of it. We everyone knows me and Richie are, are a big fan of the around the NFL boys, and they do a really really good job. Uh, you know, Von Miller at four, Luke Kukley's great at five. That's really really good for them. Um, he's so important to that defense. Just keeps them keeps everything flowing for them. Yeah, I, I think the wide receivers are a little bit overhyped. I'd probably have Khalil Mack over them, and I thought Patrick Peterson at ten was just really odd. I just don't. I would have had Tyron Matthew over Patrick Peterson. Uh, I wouldn't. Honey Badger does more for that defense. He might do more for that defense, but I think Patrick Peterson is a better all-round player. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Everyone get on and have a read of it. Very interesting story. Um, like, Cleo Mack plays every position, leads them sacks. Mate, that guy's a, he's a, he is a freak, freak show. show. He is so good. Yeah. He, he actually, he's one of the first guys to make uh, the Raiders watchable again. Yeah, and, and like, I, I love where they're going too. He's like one of I think only three guys who made All Pro at two positions: first team All Pro at D end and outside linebacker. That's, that's and pretty for our, cool. And for our top ten list, after we double checked with each other, he's lineman. a defensive end, so he'll he's, be on the list. He's marked as a defensive end. Coming up next, we have former NFL player punter Chris Bryan. We're going local on the SEN NFL Podcast. So, we, first off, Chris has nailed the, the sweeper for us, which is good of him. Thanks, Chris. Not Chris Bryan. Chris Bryan didn't do the sweeper. No, no, he didn't. Our, <laughs> our producer, Chris, did it. Um, but welcome into the studio. Former Carlton, former Collingwood, former Packer, former Buccaneer, Jet for a little bit. Chris Bryan, welcome to the studio. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. He's got a ripper shiner on his eye playing footy. It's a nice one. It's very nice. How nice many stitches was that? Uh, we got six in there. So six. I'll, uh, yeah, got some nice pictures on the phone. Did you, you at know. least get him back? Well, I'd like to say he uh, he ended up worse than me, but uh, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to the best it does, of us. It does. But my, uh, my, be- my boys actually uh, think I look tough, so that's uh, all that matters. That's the main thing. Well, I was say, as long as your kids look up to you, I think they that's do. the most important thing in life, isn't it? That's it. That's it. <laughs> look, we're going to rewind. We'll start back at your at your AFL career. Um, didn't come in as an 18-year-old, a little bit older than that. Sort of tell us a little bit about the, the path that got you into the AFL. Yeah, so it was, you know, pretty uh, traditional up until, you know, under 18s. Uh, went through that, you know, through the Sandringham Dragons. So I was pretty successful there. Um, had a little bit of interest coming out of that, but um, wasn't, uh, I guess, mainly because of my height. You know, I was six three, six four by then at eighteen, so you get a bit of interest. Didn't get any uh, any bites, unfortunately, on draft day. So went the VFL route. Um, and again, it had a couple of injuries early, so I was a bit a few setbacks, um, but just kept uh, kept plugging away. You know, I wanted to play the best footy I could, so. After three years at Sandy with the alignment with Melbourne, it was you know tough to get a regular senior game, so I made the move down and played with the Franks and Dolphins, um, played 17 VFL games that year and um, sparked some interest from the from the Blues, and uh, they took me late in the draft there. So you found yourself there for a couple of years, playing uh, 16 games over that time. Yep. Um, before, uh, did they make the call or you traded? It was a bit of both, actually. We... Um, you know, after playing, I played eleven games first year, then five. So they after that they offered me a, a one year contract, uh, and my manager had been talking uh, elsewhere, 
um, and had a two-year contract on the table. So we were trying to, I guess, play hardball. Didn't have much currency, so I couldn't sort of play too hardball with him. Um, and at the end of the day, I knew I wanted to. I had a two-year contract on the table. They wanted. They said one, and we sort of parted ways. So um, that was it. Move then on to Collingwood. Yes, thirty games there yep. over three years. Three years, yep. It was, uh, you know, it was a completely different environment. Uh, the two years at Carlton was, uh, we had two wooden spoons, um, so on-field success wasn't so great. A couple of James's favourite years as a Carlton supporter, I'm sure. No, They're outstanding. Good. Look, we probably um, set them up like for now because those two number one picks were Cruiser and Murphy. So you know, maybe I had a bit of bit to do with their current success. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And Gibbs, it. I think Just Gibbs was it. there. Gibbs was the next yeah. year, so. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone has got to go down for a little bit. So, yeah, went to Collingwood. Uh, first game was Anzac Day, you know, 92,000 people there. What's that like? Is that unbelievable? It's unbelievable. Like, you just can't hear each other speak. We're sitting a metre opposite each other, and when that crowd roars, you we couldn't speak to each other and hear each other. So incredible. Yeah, it's truly amazing. I've been in the crowd a couple of times, and it's yeah, you don't fully get what the atmosphere's like. Um, and then that, later that year, we had that drawn semi-final in Perth with extra time and then played in the prelim, which we got done by Geelong by five points. So, you know, success, professionalism back then at Colling, you know, it was completely different environments. Coming to the end of that season or that, that part of your life, I know there was a a little bit of time, a bit of interest from Hawthorne um, for a little while, but, yeah, that not working out, did you kind of hit a moment and sit there and think, okay, what do I do now? The the moment wasn't then. It was actually uh, halfway through my second year at Collingwood. Um, just sat down. Chappie, Nathan Chapman from uh, Pro Kick Australia had a, a flyer that he sent out to every AFL player. It, was, it wasn't the most professional-looking flyer. <laughs> it, it was pretty basic back then, and I'm sure he'd admit that he's come a long way in that sort of department. Um and I just wrote him an email and said, you know, what's this all about? And, um, you know, we had a chat and it was basically, I went down, had a kick and he said, yeah, look, you've got the leg for it, obviously. Um, we just need to refine a few things. So got my hands on a couple of balls and um, just started part-time basically uh, for there for the next 18 months. So uh, while you were playing at Collingwood? Still you? while I was playing, yeah. yeah. It was the last year, so that would have been 2009 at Collingwood and it was my last AFL contract. Yep. Um, halfway through that year, I sort of took it more seriously and was kicking more often and, um, you know, really, you know, I was in my garage. I had a net set up in my garage and, you know, I was doing ball drops and kicking in there a lot more than I was, you know, say earlier than that because I was yeah, still sure. focused on the AFL. Um, so there wasn't a light bulb moment at the at the end. It was more of a, a go into it. Um, and then once I'd made the decision, oh, well, the decision was made for me that uh, <laughs> was no longer required, don't come Monday. Um, then it was, yeah, full-time. That was my only thing, you know, all the stuff I had to do and, for the NFL. And how did it come around to the Green Bay Packers found you or found interest? Yeah, it was funny because obviously, you know, you've had Nathan in before. He's probably told you his infamous stories about being at the Packers yeah, and how heard him. all good he was there. Um, he, you know, he had contacts there, so... We uh, we put some film together um, and sent it over to him. So it's you know just a YouTube clip. Yep. And he sent his contacts a YouTube clip, and um, I guess they like what they saw and 
yeah, that's sort of how it went on from there. Well, Chappies were on VCR, which I always found a hilarious oh, story. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> Sending over. Imagine how many VCRs, like videotapes, he would have sent over. That's hilarious. He, he's yeah. He was never the most technical savvy person. <laughs> and his, so. his music choices, you probably you guys are probably aware that his music is bad. But you know, ten years ago, it was even worse. So <laughs> it's, uh, but it worked. You know, I guess he does they, know how to teach punters, and that's the main. You know, when you come, when that's what your business is. He's pretty damn good. He at it. He's really good, and he, you know, he changed my life. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's not they're not the first person we've heard come in that have said that. He did, you know. He took me around the world, yeah. And my wife and my family, he took my us around the world. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm forever grateful for his crappy flyer that ended up in my pigeonhole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, so, so you you head over to Green Bay. Do they they don't offer you a contract? Do they say come over and, and have a tryout? Basically, is that how it works? Yeah. Look, it was base like it was almost I was signed before I got there, but okay. Um, they technically couldn't offer me a contract until they'd seen me kick. So um, I was always going there. We'd basically we'd skyped. I'd skyped the the football department, and um, we had a verbal agreement basically that that's where I was going. All I had to do was just kick okay on the day. So yep. so I took packed up, packed the house up, took uh, the pregnant wife and the ten month old baby, and God, it must have been daunting. It was, but it, we just looked at it as an adventure. Yeah, you know, like we knew all the pitfalls that could happen. You know, we obviously had a lot of late nights talking with Chappie. You know, we had bottles of red wine discussing the both the pros and cons of it all. Yeah, um, and yeah, we just we jumped in and we were all in. And I, you know, I couldn't have done it without the support of my wife saying I'm all in too. So yeah, you know, to go over there with an 11 month old baby and being six months pregnant is uh it's a hell of an effort it, it's it's really big so um so yeah we ended up in green bay and it was you know beautiful. I've never, have you been to green bay rich no it's a long way out of the way of most things have you is it a nice place it is a very be- passionate it's a beautiful place it's a hundred thousand people in the greater community of green bay yep um i'm not sure what the stadium holds it's about these. that Days. It's, it was 72 when I was there, so yeah. it's, they've done some redevelopments. But, you know, you're looking at three quarters of the greater city's population are there every Sunday. So It's incredible. And it's actually the, the team is owned by the people. That's it's, right. It's a publicly owned company yes. that you have to live in Green Bay to have ownership of or buy it from someone who lives yep. in Green Bay. Yeah. So I, I find um, that's very incredible. Yeah, it is. It's all, I guess it's to put into spec it's almost like the MCC here you know yep. you go on a waiting list and you you get the chance to be part of it and then you get a chance to obviously become a shareholder and buy in so um it's a it's a great place the people are so nice so welcoming you know we got doors open to us so much you know even just to cook you know yep. food so it was uh it's a beautiful place you found yourself so you arrive get signed yep. um my favorite. They always usually sign you to like a three year deal or something. Did you get one of those? My favorite ones. Yeah, it was, uh, the three year no guaranteed money deal. <laughs> I actually had signed three three year contracts in eighteen months. So, um, <laughs> so you'd think I'd be set, wouldn't you, money wise? But no, you don't see a cent of it. If it was an NBA you contract. You would have been set. So, that's for sure. So yeah. you go in there and you sign this three year contract, and there's eighteen copies for all one the NFL and plays or whatever. But I didn't see any of it. It was like. I added them all up in my head. I got my phone out, was adding them up, and it's like one point something. I'm like, oh, this is great. How good's this? But yeah, it it soon turned to uh, nothing. See, well, 
before it became that, yes. you arrive at minicamp, obviously you've got the organised OTAs, all those sorts of things. I imagine the Green Bay environment would have been completely different to anything you'd seen here in the AFL. Absolutely. It's it, it's just massive. They have everything everything you want. Um, you know, I had to obviously have the medical before I signed me, so they whipped me off and had all the medicals done, CTs, everything done. All at the facilities. The CTs were off-site, yep. but it was basically just walk in and get it done and walk out. Yep. Um, body scans, they had those, you know, body fat scanners that you just, you know, that's just in the medical room. Yep. Here you got to wait, you know, in the city somewhere for it to happen. So it's just the money involved and every, it's just massive. It's Everything is just bigger, even the the trucks in Wisconsin, they're huge. So <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it, it was just, yeah, it was like deer in headlights sort of stuff basically for the first little bit. Yeah, and what were the what were the guys like? As you know, because there weren't a lot of Australians. I know we're only talking five years ago, yeah. but the kind of the, the insurgent of Australians over there hasn't really hadn't really happened yet. No, they were, you know, they off. Chappie told me that before going over that they won't speak to you. They'll, you know, you're a punter. You come in, you know, they don't bother because they you could be gone tomorrow. So I guess I was they I. A little bit intrigued by me, I guess. They kept saying, hey, Arzi, hey, Arzi. So, you know, you'd walk over and you'd say something and then they'd start laughing and you'd be like, oh, okay, cool, and just go and sit back <laughs> in your locker. So, like, now I get the jokes, but at the time you're like, what are you talking about? Like, was Brett Favre there then? No. He, he just left, has he? Um, I think he was at the Jets, maybe. Okay, so he just left. He just so, left so, so Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback. Aaron was the main guy. What, yeah. what was he like? Amazing, yeah. He's one of the most down to earth, decent blokes. You just sit and have a beer with him. Oh, um, that's I love knowing that because I've always liked oh, Aaron Rodgers. Mate, I don't know if I should. Yeah, he. You know, we had training camp, and you'd go offside, and you'd stay at a. We'd stay at the local uh, university there, yep. college. No alcohol policy. No alcohol. You know, training camp. No on, on campus. So. Aaron just rocks in with he's got his guitar in one hand and a slab of coarse light in the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting out there and you know drinking a few beers and he's playing his guitar and uh, he's just a just a lad. Oh, I'm so glad I know that because I good. really like Aaron Rodgers. I'm glad he's a good guy. Like he would, yeah, he would love just to sit down and have a beer with you and just chat. So yeah, he help, was good. Helps that he's the best quarterback in the world as well. It's pretty amazing. I know yeah, he's so know, down he's, to. He's sitting on hundred million dollars. He's. Uh, and he's a good guy. Yeah, that's awesome. No, oh, that's go, great so. to know. You, come the end of um, yeah, camp, so Chaz, that's the thing. Did you, you play preseason? Well, that's what I was going to say. You came into the preseason. Yep. How many preseason games did you play in? Played all four. Yep. Um, so we had a uh, family night before uh, the games, which is like sold out 72,000 just to a family night, like an intra club match. Yep. Um, and then played the four preseason games. So it was. Uh, yeah, no, it was a hot battle. Me and Tim Masto, who's obviously still there, and wow, he, yeah, he is. He's still there, and yeah. obviously, he got the Super Bowl ring, and you know, he's he's been doing well. Um, and but it was a hotly contested battle right right to the end, basically. Um, and I think it was one kick that made the difference, where he punted at home against Indianapolis, and um, the guy fumbled it. We recovered, and scored a touchdown. And basically, that was it. So yeah, it was that one kick. You know, he never kicked the end of the drop punt, you know. So it was, you know, I had those tools to beat him, but 
just turned out it uh, wasn't to be. So Well, you, you obviously certainly had the tools, and that's the beauty of the preseason, that people get to see you. Yeah. So you, you leave Green Bay. You're, you're released by them on the 4th of September. This yep. is all wiki to me. Yep. Um, and on the 6th of September, you sign a contract with the Tampa Bay Bucks. So you've, you've gone two days without a contract. Yeah. So, you know, we've been battling away right through training camp. Three preseason games have gone by, and we're tight. Um and my wife now decides that it's time to have the baby on the Tuesday before the last Thursday night game. Just to add that into the mix. Yeah, that's just, yeah, fine. So I went to the facility. We're in a team meeting, and my wife's trying to ring me, ring all the staff, saying I'm in labour. We've got no medical insurance, so we're having a home birth. Um, so, yeah, go home. They have practice. And then all the media's saying, oh, Chris Bryan's not here. He's being cut. Looks like Tim Mastay's punter. Oh. How good's that to read? I just had to birth my second child, and now all of a sudden the media's telling me I've been cut. But it wasn't true. Um, went into the facility on Wednesday. We had a practice, and then flew out to Kansas City for our final preseason game. Yep. On the th- so that was when Thursday night we played our final preseason game. Our long snapper got knocked out, so he was out of the game. So we had second string long snapper. So. You know, they weren't coming back great and, you know, it's hard to... Well, if you get so... For people who don't understand, you get so used to a snap hitting your chest heights wherever you want it. It's perfect. And if someone else comes in who's not... He might not be a bad player, but... He's, you're only, He's normally the only have, you're normally only have one long snapper That's on your right. roster. This is the guy who probably doesn't do it all the time, and everything's a little bit different. And when your technique has to be so perfect, yep. if something's a little bit off, it just makes it so difficult. It is. I mean, you've got 1.3 seconds to catch and kick, yep. you know, and working with Brett Good, who was the long snapper at the time, like we had it basically the right yardage where the laces were good and I could just catch, step, kick. And it was perfect. You so wouldn't even have to align the laces. Pretty much, the no. Right distance, would hit you, you do the work during the, the weeks. Revolutions. That's right. That's incredible. So, you know, sometimes it might be 15 and a half yards, sometimes 14 and a half yards, depending on his velocity of his snap. Yeah. So that was all good. And then, so, yeah, he gets knocked out, final preseason game. You know, you're just working with something a little bit different Yep. when it's all on the line. So I think we end up getting beaten. Flew back to Green Bay that night, got in about midnight. Um, we had the Friday off. And got the call Saturday morning to say, um, "Sorry, but we're going with Tim. Yep. You've been released." But and how was it? Did, did you have to go in, or was it? Yeah, yep. So I went in and had a meeting with uh, Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson. Oh, that's great! So that they both did it personally. Yeah, that's so awesome. it's, it's done nice, like basically like what you see on Hard Knocks. You know, you're in the well, room. S- well, some clubs don't. Oh, really? Some, some clubs, of those cuts are brutal. Yeah, some clubs just send an, a, a no-named assistant down to go. Yeah, you've been cut. Give me your playbook. Yeah. Um, good luck, whereas other clubs pay for a ticket to wherever you want to go. All yeah. that. It's all different. Yeah, well, uh, when I talk about Tampa Bay, that's sort of a different story. Yeah, yeah. So we'll bag we'll my team out when we get to we, it. Um, <laughs> so they went in and they said, look, you had you were fantastic. We appreciate what you've done for us, but you know, we're going to go with Tim. But they actually offered me a practice squad position at oh, the wow. time, okay. which it's unheard of. Yeah, you for know, a punter. For a yeah. punter, it's unheard of. So yeah. they said, we can't actually sign you to that until the Sunday. So, Did you have to clear waivers as well? Yeah. Okay, so you would have had to clear. Um, so then, you know, obviously, go home Saturday and, you know, Aussies do when you disappoint. You have a few beers. And, yeah. You know, you're on the other side of the world and you call your mum and say, well, what's going on? But So I went in to sign the, um, uh, the practice squad contract the Sunday morning and um, I just thought, oh, on the way in, I'll just ring my wife and say, just check my emails, and my, you know, just to see if anyone's tried to get hold of me. 
And my wife, she goes, holy, there's an email from Tampa Bay. Um, don't sign anything. And then our phone, we only had prepaid phones. Our phones run out of credit, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm about to go into the Tearing lift. Tearing out the AT&T store. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I'm about to go into the lift up to the second level of the Packers facility to sign this practice squad. And the last thing I heard on the phone before they cut out was don't sign anything. So then she's trying to contact Chappie via Skype. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Um, back in Australia, yeah. I'm talking to my contact in Green Bay, at, who was a, now a personal friend. Like, what do we do? Lauren's all trying to organise credit for our phones. It was crazy. Um, so I actually went up and said, look, um, I'm going to back myself in to get a contract uh, elsewhere on an active roster. Initially, Tampa were only offering a practice squad spot because they'd had someone. And we said, no, we're not coming down to Florida for a practice squad, we're going to stay here it's for a long way. That's the other. That's the other end of America. That's right. People don't know. So they said, we said to him, Chappie got on the phone, and we're not coming down for practice squad. We want active roster. So negotiated, and they said okay. So I had to then go back in the lift up and say, look, I'm going to try my luck, and because you couldn't, they actually weren't allowed to speak to me, Tampa Bay. Oh, of course. So it was all under the table. So I had cleared. to quickly go upstairs and go. <laughs> Look, I'm going to back myself in, and they surely us- Green Bay would have known that. But like, he's got an of offer. course they yeah. probably do it as well. Yeah. So yeah, that was the Sunday. Went home and Monday morning um, took off to uh, Tampa Bay and didn't come back. So you know we've been this big journey in Green Bay. Left my wife, who's just given birth to a six-day-old baby, had a 17-month-old child as well, um, and I left, and she had to pack everything up and come down to Tampa. Yeah. So you you get down to Tampa, you sign sign your contract, and all that's good. You're locked up. Do you get a signing bonus for that kind of thing? So you get nothing. Nothing. You sign your contract, and they go, "When you play a game, we'll pay you." Yep. So your contract's only valid for the 17 weeks of the season. So so far <clears throat> at Green Bay, had they given you any money? Had an allowance, but they hadn't actually paid you a a, a, no, a salary. Not or of the contract. No. So wow. so during. OTAs and off-season workouts, you would get $120 per workout you had to go to. But they weren't compulsory. So there was four a week, so you could potentially earn, what's that, 480 bucks a week. Yeah. But you didn't have to go. So if you didn't go, you didn't get paid. I'd be asking, is there well, a fifth or a sixth was, one I can yeah, go to? I was going back and trying to go again and again. <laughs> and then in training camp, they obviously they put you up in the all accommodation and they. But give there's you no, a, you're not earning anything until you get to oh, those games. Like twelve hundred bucks a week, which is okay still. Like in, yeah, but when you've signed that big one point something contract, you want some. You want some of that. You want some of your contract. Yeah, but that didn't. So, so your contract obviously include no signing bonus. So no. it was just all in the in the games. Basically, yeah, you had to play, and that's why Chappie fought so hard to get on the active roster. So you know you're going to play a few games. <laughs> Okay. You have to be active as of Wednesday, I believe, mm-hmm. before the game. Yeah. Um, and that's when you get paid. Beautiful. Um, right. So then, yeah, signed another three-year contract um, at Tampa. And, yeah, we went from there. Six days later, you played your first NFL game against the Cleveland Browns um, in Tampa. Yeah. What... What was the number one thing you took away from that? Like, was it walking out of the tunnel or your first punt? Or what was the thing that sticks with you the most? 
the the thing that it's probably nothing to do with the game, but it was those damn cannons that the Buccaneers had oh. every time they score a touchdown. Are they loud? It scared the crap out of me because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Like I didn't yeah. even know where Tampa was, and all of a sudden we scored a touchdown, and bang! I'm, and were, they, were they good? Were Tampa Bay good that year? I can't remember, 2010. Actually, um, yeah, they made playoffs that year, I believe. Was that Schiano? Was Greg... No, it was, was um, Raheem Morris. Yeah, Raheem Morris. Oh, they were good, with, yeah. Uh, Josh and Freeman. Josh Freeman, the yeah, quarterback. So yeah, so they just drafted uh, Gerald McCoy as the defensive Gerald, end. Gerald McCoy, Gerald yeah, the McCoy tackle. He's a D-tackle. good player, yeah. Um, Very good. You know, so they were there, and uh, Michael Bennett was there, who's now uh, Seattle. Yep. You know, so they were, I guess, the up-and-coming yeah, okay. Um, team. And the whole thing that time was race to 10. They wanted to get to 10 wins, and I didn't actually see all the way to 10 wins, but they actually did make it to 10 wins and played so playoffs. Out, out of those, out of, from that team, are there, is there anyone you're still in contact with? Who, were you, who, were the, who was your locker mate? Who was kind of, who were the nice guys? Who were the ones you would hang around with? Comparing Tampa and Green Bay, like, there was no one. Completely yeah. different culture. Completely different. Like, Green Bay was all really nice and laid back, and they had all the big trucks. Yeah, I drove into uh, Tampa Bay's locker room, and it was Maseratis, Aston Martins. Uh, Donald Penn just bought himself a brand new Rolls Royce convertible. <laughs> drove in on that, like <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like he just bought three hundred and fifty thousand dollars Rolls Royce, just whatever. You know? So here you, you haven't earned a cent yet, and you've seen. I haven't got these guys are buying that. Yeah. Um, and that's just his bonus money for staying weight um, in the off season. You know, you just for not being not yeah, getting not, fat. not being just fat. for not yeah. in, being just, just, fatter just, than what he is. Yeah. Just, just for keeping your body in good enough shape to be able to play professional football. Basically, yeah, you, it must be tough for him to have to do that. So <laughs> it was it was quite a it was a different environment. So were. did you enjoy Tampa Bay? Well, I played, so yeah. Yes, you enjoyed the playing. Um, but, you know, like I still have tweeted back and forth with my long snapper, Andrew Economos, and um, Connor Bath now, who, who was the kicker, the kicker at the time. He's still there. Oh, no. He's, Is it the Saints that, now? He just yeah, got Saints. cut, yeah. Because they drafted some yeah, guy in the early. second round. Don't even start me yeah, on Yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah, no, when, it was great times. It was, you know, it was massive, you know, and it was sort of, uh, you know, all the hard work and the journey and everything. Or uprooting the family and it leaving. Worth it. it was worth it right Just there. Just to get on that field and basically, and have a crack yeah, at it. You know, that's awesome. It was really good. So how did um how did that all come to an end? You played four games, is that right? I played four games, four but games. we had a buy, so I was active actually for five weeks. Okay, did you get paid for the buy. Yes, yeah, that's oh, a bonus. That's yeah, awesome. awesome. <laughs> there was a that's nice good. check in my locker, uh, <laughs> and basically I did nothing. It was great. So. Um, yeah, so like you said, we're, we're sort of going all right. Um, week five, we played Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Yep, um, beat them um, with a field ki- with a field goal with like one second to go. No, were you the holder? Were you, yeah, were you the holder? You were the holder. Okay, bad snap. So I did it. Oh, like, dug it out. I did. I, you know, I'm not. I'm going to admit it. I did a good job of the hold. Yeah. The, even the long snapper said to me after, he goes, man, you saved my ass there. So, you know, we kicked the field goal, we're up, one second to go, that's it, game over. So, yep. party on the bus out to the airport, you know, on the private jet back to Tampa and um, went in for the review Monday. I didn't kick that great, but it was serviceable. You well, know? You, you've got your, your stats here uh, uh 23 punts for a 37.4 average. That's certainly not bad. 
Um, no. I think if you look, I think Jordan Berry averaged about 39 last year. Something like so that. So you, you're certainly around the league average there. It isn't a bad a bad show. And being we were actually okay that year, a lot of them were drop punts from midfield. So so you, you know, were just trying to flick the field position. It was just drop punt, you yep. know, pin them deep. So uh, I felt like I did my job. We had a good win. Um, had the meeting on Monday to review the game. Um, obviously get the paycheck. And then they rang me on the Tuesday morning and said the GMs wants to go in a different direction. Come and clear out your locker. So no no meeting, just all over the phone? Just over the phone, yeah. Obviously, you go in there and you've got to sign your form to say, I oh, accept. You're being cut. Accept, yeah, you're kicking me out. But um, well, that must have been disappointing. Yeah, it was because, I, you know, we were three and one. You felt you know, like you'd done a good job. And the team was ordinary the year before and they were sort of on the right path. So, yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, so look... It is what it is. You know, yeah. they wanted to go in a different direction. And, um, you know, yeah, experience was uh, incredible. What do you do at that point? It's a good question. Like, I, I can't imagine, you know, just... You're in another country. Being in another country to have the boss come no in and say... No one else but thanks your, for, your, your wife and no your two... Thanks. You got what? Well, that two an eight-week-old child? Not even. No, yeah. he was only five weeks. Five-week-old child yeah. and you've got nowhere to go you've got no income coming in it must Nothing. be scary it was a little bit because uh green pays green bay's support structure for families and stuff was spot on like so lauren had someone to talk to at the club that was her job to look after the wives yeah in tampa there was sort of none of that okay. i was basically a commodity you know yep. i was the punter and that's it then so my wife had packed up we were living in a hotel um for a few weeks finally rented an apartment thought okay we're going all right Rented an apartment, and then two weeks later, yeah, got the oh, chop. So, geez, it's brutal. <clears throat> signed a three-month lease, and you get the chop, and then you're like, well, what do you do? Yeah. So, yeah, it was just a matter of, you know, being grateful for what, how to had achieve and keep working hard and, you know, just basically rang Chappie on Skype and said, mate, get on the phones and get me some more workouts. Well, you, you look at it as... You can see a guy like Ben Graham, who was who was cut by the Patriots, signed with another team, cut again, yep. and then ends up getting picked up and playing in a Super Bowl and getting a a four year deal and playing three years of it. So you, I'm not sure that was was that before you were over there. Yeah, Ben Ben was over there. Yeah. So you look at that and think this is it, it's not over. Like I've I've been here for I've been over here for you know five months probably at that point four months. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I've already. Got a, I got I did a good job at Green Bay. I got a rookie. I got a practice squad offer, which never happens. Yep. And then I've been picked up from someone who's watched me. Yep. Now it hasn't worked out. But you, you're not sitting there thinking, "Oh God, I've got no hope." No, that's I, right. I know. I'm, I'm all right, obviously. You know, we didn't get on, we didn't book our flights to come back to Australia straight away. So, yeah, um, yeah we just looked stuck it out. I kept training, kept working out, um, and hopeful. You know, they sort of go in five week blocks. So. Say after week four or five, if you're not doing so well, you're out. Yep. And we knew, say, week uh, 10 or 11, you know, they they look to change the punter again if uh, if they're not performing. So, you know, I just had to stick it out and um, try and enjoy ourselves as much as we could. So Yeah. And so how were you signed by another team that season? No, it was nothing. That was, so that was done. Season finished. Season finished. You um, stayed over there the whole time? Stayed season. over there, yep. Um Actually, you know, we stayed over there for Christmas. We went to living in Tampa, so we went to Disney Disney World in Florida. Yep, you know, you for do. Christmas. You know, yep. we woke up there on Christmas morning. You know, with the kids, and 
you know. So looking back, you're disappointed that you didn't not play him, but you, you had know, a pretty good, pretty we good got time, pretty good deal out of it, you know, and earn a bit of money out of it to to be able to stick around and enjoy those. Uh, yeah, those times. and it's everything's a lot cheaper over there as it's well. It's incredible. It's yeah. I think it's relative to their pay yep. scale. But, Absolutely. You know, if you you can drive into a petrol station, fill up your car with petrol, and grab a slab of beer, you know, like it's it's a, it's a different lifestyle. Yeah, it's it's not, cheap. That it slab is cheap. Fifteen bucks a slab. Yep. Like, yeah. Like, Geez, you're hitting those pretty hard too when you're not, <laughs> when you're not working. So, so, yeah, we stayed there and then we came home uh, middle of January uh, 2011. Yeah, and then so you you did go back to play with the – try it with the Jets, I believe. Yeah, so that was um, – So you've come home. Back to Australia, so yeah. At that point, had you kind of thought, ah, it's whatever happened, like if someone calls me, I'll go back, but it's kind of – that's it? No, it was not. I was determined I was going back. You were going back, Regardless. Okay. Um you know, even if it was just to sit in the wings and wait again, you know, at least I was over there. Yep. Um, but that year was the one when they had the bargaining agreement and they had the, the lockout. lockout. Okay. So we went over, we were living, we rented, we went back to Green Bay, um, just rented a, an apartment there <clears throat> off our own cuff, you know, paid for it ourselves and yep. just lived there because we knew a few people, kept working out um, until the lockout was lifted when you could actually officially sign a contract. Yeah. Um, again, it was all sort of under the table that they'd offered me a contract and it was going to happen, like it was a verbal. You're so just waiting. Just waiting for it to happen. Um, and when it got lifted, then, yeah, I went. Uh, we went to, to New York on, a, again, another three-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> another three-year deal. They yeah, love them. Yeah. Plenty of those. Yeah. So you, you get there, you compete with TJ Conley, was the other punter. Yep. Um, how long were you there for? Officially, I think it's only for like four or five weeks. Okay. Um, just During the OTAs? Yeah. No, pre- training camp. Training camp. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're in the, the proper... Yeah, camp. that's it. I ended up playing the three preseason games. Nice. Um, so, you know, in the new MetLife Stadium and all that sort of stuff, which yeah. was pretty incredible. And out at uh, Florham Park, New Jersey, and, you know, Woody Johnson's flying who, over. A little bit. Who's a special teams coach? Mike Westhoff. Oh. Now, he was... Pretty famous from the Hard Knocks he, a couple yeah. of years later. He's a yeah. interesting guy. All those adjectives that we can't obviously say now. Yeah, he I is, could beep them out, but it's it's more work for it's me. It's not so. my. It's only my first show. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. Um, he was definitely, definitely hard nosed, old school. Yeah. Tell you you, and to to try and get you up. So yeah. You know, he T- tough love. Basically, yeah. So, you know, I had Dennis Pagan and Mick Malthouse playing AFL, but you know, he made them look like pussycats, basically. <laughs> so <laughs> for those who haven't seen the Jets hard knocks, Westoff is just mean. Like, I would describe him as loose and yep. nasty. Yeah. That would be <laughs> a- he, there's nothing he doesn't say and he will say to anyone. And he's like that all the time. Like it's not like he's he put it on for the show. Like yeah. he often said to me that he had a one-way ticket in his top drawer back to Australia for me if I was punt kicking bad, like numerous times. <laughs> you know, I have one bad punt and he's standing, you know, two metres behind you. He's like, mate, i got that ticket in my top drawer. You want to go back? <laughs> so That's brutal. Yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty crazy. So, so and Rex was coaching. Did Rex you have much there. to do with him? He, Re, if you don't know, Rex is one of our yeah, favourites. Yeah, I love Rex. Really? We really like Rex. Please man. tell us he's a good guy. He yeah he's he was larger than life character he was still um he was still big then so yeah. I think he was hitting his diet he he just you know he was walking laps of the oval him and Mike Tannenbaum talking football I guess and 
Um, it was all right. I didn't have too much to do with him, yeah. you know, because I was just the punter coming in to compete. So, um, but yeah, you know, he was interesting there, character. There was certainly well. nothing bad about him. No, no, no. You know, we had, you know, I got tattoos, and he had just got his tattoo on his leg. So, you know, we had a little chat about tattoos one day on the sideline at practice. So it was. Uh, you realize if, if that was uh, if Hard Knocks were there that season, you would have been on Hard Knocks because there's nothing more they like than some silly conversation on the sideline. That they would have ran with that the media. That's the only time I guess we actually had a like a legitimate conversation. conversation. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, again, a, incredible experience. Their facility. You know, again, was brand was, new. It was it was amazing. Yeah, amazing. You know, they had, they had a treadmill in the um, in a pool. In the yeah, you know, they, they lower, for rehab. The rehab. Yeah, so you stand on it, they lower you down, and you can walk in it. Like it's just whatever you wanted. Basically, it was there. It was incredible. Yeah. So, anyone notable from there that you're you're in touch with still, or who you, who'd you room with and that kind of stuff? Anything? Well. I'd actually, do, do the punters stick together? Is that kind of what you do? You, well, you room the punters it. together? No, because well, I, I was I had to I rented an apartment because okay. I had the family. So yeah, I actually didn't stay on. We actually didn't go off campus that year. Training camp was, it was at, at the Jets at the, the new facility. So yeah. usually I think they go up north New York. Oh uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of the. It's at a university up that way, South yeah. with H. Yeah, isn't it yeah. East Rutherford? No, no, no. That's that's where the stadium. Yeah, is. That's where the stadium is. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, they stayed there. So I yeah, I just stayed at my um, uh, at my apartment. But you know, we had a day off, and you know, I took the family, and we're cruising around Central Park on our day off. You know, in summer, it was again. Nice. It, looking back now, it didn't work out football wise, but we got a lot of memories and stuff. Lifestyle wise, it was Lifestyle's, a great experience. Oh, incredible! Yeah. Like getting the subway through downtown Manhattan is you know like. People dream of doing things like that. Well, it? I just paid to go and do it. Yeah, know? that's and right. You got to do it all while. That's actually said. I just killed to go and watch a training camp, so, let alone be involved in it. Like that's an incredible thing. Yeah. So yeah, again, it was you know awesome, awesome. To ask you about sort of one thing out out of the whole experience because you didn't make it onto the the active roster that year, and that was the last time um, that you were in the US having a shot. Yep. What's probably the, you know, one of the biggest takeaways or the the funniest thing that happened to you while you were over there? Um, oh, I think the biggest thing that I've taken out of that whole NFL experience um, is just gratitude for everything. You know, we were just a s- small family. There was four of us, and you know, we got to live and do anything we wanted. You know, because I didn't have a job, and obviously, we're still trying to get one. But you know, just being grateful for everything because we were extremely lucky um we actually did go back the following year um didn't get a, i had to work out somewhere but didn't get signed anywhere and we just lived in san diego um in an apartment you know right on the beach so like we're here you know swan street there is is the ocean you know. san diego's awesome incredible yeah. place. Been nice there, it is so good yeah it was amazing so just those little things you know we'd wake up and there's dolphins you know swimming past so the biggest thing that I took out it was just gratitude for life, basically. And yeah. How, how lucky we. Oh, Did you meet Darren Bennett down while you were down that way? Yeah. So I live with him. We live with him for a little bit. Um, so we're. In, His in, house is a hostel for those who don't basically, know. Basically, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> for Australia, guy who gives a lot back. Yeah. He's amazing. His yeah. family were incredible to us. You know, they had you know disabled son Will, who's yep. um, Liz and the kids. Yeah. Yep. And he had a blind dog when we were there, so. You know, he 
basically put up me, my wife, and two young children in their house, you know, for a certain amount of time. So, yeah, he was he, again. He was really good for me, also. So, um, yeah, I think it was just a great, great experience, and you know, we still miss it. Like my wife still says to me now, like, get out there and kick, and we'll take me back to America. So, well, if you need some practice. Mm. I'm happy to cut my existing punter down at Croydon. Okay. And you Poor can come on in. Really? Well, well Boxy can play receiver. That's true. You can, anytime you want to come if you punt. Come now, hang a few up for now, us. Now, the, the perks aren't as good. The facilities are, I'd say, closer to Green Bay's facilities than New York's, but still not really <laughs> close at all. We have um, two showers. One has hot water. One, yeah. So look, that's look. I've seen and the, no wall. It's prison style. Yeah, I've seen the bleachers there, and then like they're a nice set. Of, I could see my family up there. Well, the Croydon, yeah. the Croydon youth enjoy spray painting it On and a Friday night. and drinking and smoking <laughs> in it. I can't believe. Am I that old that I just said the Croydon youth? Um, what is wrong with me? <laughs> so anytime you want to come have a punt, you let when's us know. The season. I, like, First game was last week. Week was two really? tomorrow. Yeah. Is it? It wow. is. All right. Well. Yeah, well, let's get through footy and never know how the old hamstrings can cope. <laughs> we only play a 90-yard field, so you don't have to roost it as far. Yeah, right, okay. All for height. Well, I don't want to put someone out of a job like I got put out of nah, a job a few Boxy's times. Boxy's a receiver as well, okay. and no one gets paid, so, so <laughs> not going to be out of a job. not offering a three-year contract? No, like no. Like, we can offer you a three-year contract, contract that'll, that'll, much in it. that'll pay you about as much as Tampa Bay paid you. Oh, no, not Tampa Bay. They paid you a lot. They pay, I got a lot out of them. <laughs> you guys will just move the decimal place to the left. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All the way at the end. All the way at the end. All right. Hey, look, never know. Never know. Uh, look, Fantastic. Because I can't thank you enough for coming in and, and sharing the experience with you. Um, and, and how it came about was really quite fluky. Thankfully, yeah. I, I drove a, um, let's call them a government employee, home drunk, and that's how it all worked <laughs> out. So um, <laughs> it came together really well. Um, yeah. We can't thank you enough for coming in. We really do appreciate it. Um, I think uh, probably the thing that most people don't understand is, you know, when people, they see people sign those three-year deals, and I mean, James and I know that we take one look at them and we know – yeah, there's nothing to them. They're just holding your rights. Yep. Um, and the stories you told of, of how that goes through and you know, find yourself cut one day flying to another part of the US yes, the next yeah. day to, to it, take a job is, is pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. And I guess, you know, with the AFL guys, you know, they sign a contract and you know what you're getting. Yeah. Whereas there you can't plan because five weeks later you don't have a job. So, yep. um, yeah, it's, you know, I do appreciate you guys having me. It's couldn't think of nothing better than sitting around talking footy and stuff and sharing my journey. It's uh, who were you a fan of actually? I was. I'm a Packers man. Yeah, yeah. Good. I, they gave me my shot. Um, I know I probably should a bit more of a soft spot for Tampa Bay with Richie sitting over there, but Mate, he doesn't I, even have a soft spot for him. I don't have a soft spot for him. <laughs> but unfortunately, when you start barracking for a team, it's just you, because, can't you just can't you can't Stuck help it. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you can't change. So yeah, look, the Packers gave him a shot, and you know Aaron and the long snapper and that and. Tim and um, well, you'd Mason certainly had a lot more there. of a friendly experience That's right. than the others. Yeah, like I, you know, been to the bar with Brett Good, you know, stuff like that. So there's definitely a more of a a warm home feel about Green Bay, and it'll ever be forever be in my heart. Yeah, beautiful, fantastic, mate. Thanks for joining us. We've used up all our time, so we're going to kick the uh, top ten, the top ten in next fair week. Enough. That's it was no, worth it for this interview. Oh, so it's hundred percent worth it. Um, 
Thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James on Twitter, as always, at Jartha6594. You can follow me at Richard03, and of course, you can find SEN America at SEN America. You can also find it on the Facebook. Just search for SEN America. You'll get all the information there, all the podcasts, the baseball podcasts as well. Um, Chris assures me there'll be basketball and ice hockey next year, so or next seasons. So it'll be all happening on that channel, so be sure to check it out. Uh, Until next week, big thanks to Chris for coming in. We really appreciate it. For James Arthur, for myself, Richard Garraway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the SEN NFL Podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. Napa know-how. When you purchase a set of Napa brake pads and rotors, you get a discount code from fanatics.com worth up to $50 towards your favorite sports gear. While Napa can't help your team reach the promised land, we can help make sure your car will because these brakes come with something no sports team does. Guaranteed performance. Great brakes, great price, great fan gear. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Offer expires September 30th, 2017.